Welcome back, everyone, to this bonus episode for Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition, the bonus number 166, talking about <laughs> Jeremiah 44 through 47 and also a couple Psalms. So we each looked up a few different things to talk to you about. I looked up who this Psalm 55 was about, who this betrayer mm. was mm. That, that David was so sad about. And I also looked up about the last chapter that we read, which was about Gaza being conquered by, or the Philistine city being conquered or, or, or something like that. Yes. I looked that up to try to get some clarity. And then Emily looked into these cool guys, Cush and Put, or the cool cities rather, <laughs> as well as, what was the other one? Timon? Ludem. And Pumbaa? Oh, Ludem. <laughs> yeah, Timon Ludem. and Pumbaa and Ludem. <laughs> And then Dedeker looked up for us who this goddess of the sky is that we're pouring out drinks to and all that. Yeah. 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 All right. What happened, Jace? Who who is this person? Yeah. So let me hit you with that first because unfortunately it was a little bit of a disappointing answer. Basically, the answer I came across was yeah, we don't actually know that this was written by David. Oh. So this really could be literally any Israelite talking about any other Israelite who betrayed oh, them. Oh, man. Uh, okay. I know. <laughs> it was a bummer. It also could be more metaphorical of like my good friend could be like some other peoples who are kind of our allies or something like that. So it could be kind of more speaking as a state, as it were. The only interesting analysis I found was in a 1999 article by Ulrich Bale, used intertextual methods, and he saw this psalm as a reference to the rape of Tamar, which was a story that we talked about where Tamar was raped by her half-brother. Yes. Kind of all the shit that went on with that. That was was a long time ago. That was a while back. That was in Samuel, 2 Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, but like I didn't really find any other info besides just like, oh yeah, some some guy thought it might be about that. But pretty much everyone else is like, yeah, it's just about betrayal. Don't think too much about it. Hmm. Okay. We won't. Yeah. So we won't. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But looking up Jeremiah 47, this thing about Gaza getting conquered and mm. the Philistines. So I learned a few things about this. So one is that this is part of a section of Jeremiah that we are now in and will this is it. This is it. This section of Jeremiah is the last of it. Oh. And it's called the Oracles Against Foreign Nations. Huh. And it's basically a series of prophecies talking about how shit's going to get so bad for foreign nations as opposed to the rest of the book, I guess, which is about what's going to happen Ooh, bad to Israel. Okay. Yeah. Which is okay. about how it's going to be bad for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So in particular, chapters 46. So 46 was about Egypt. 47 was about the, the Philistines. And then 48 and 49 are other neighbors of Judah. And I guess 50 and 51 might be about other people. I'm not sure because we haven't gotten there yet. And I didn't want to spoil it. Mm. Okay. So, but basically it's just kind of part of that thing where he's talking about all the the bad stuff that's going to happen to everyone. But I did want to look up a little bit about who these people are. So it talked about the city of Ashkelon and it talked about Gaza. And here's what's wild. The city of Ashkelon, archaeological evidence shows that it was founded in like close to 10,000 BCE. Wow. Long, long, long This is a freaking old, old place from the Neolithic period. And 
it was excavated relatively recently. It was discovered and excavated in 1954, and excavations weren't kind of like finished and reported on until 2008. Huh, so wow. this has been like a relatively new discovery or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but they were like domesticating animals way earlier than other cities from that period were based on like the animal bones around. And they theorized that them being so close to the ocean gave them access to salt, which allowed them to preserve meat, which mm. other other cities might not have been able to do huh. based on if they were on like a river, say, instead of being on the ocean or something like that. But then... It became a Canaanite settlement for a while, and then it became a Philistine settlement. And mm. it had been owned by the Philistines since like 1150 BCE. And the time that we are now is like 600-something BCE, right? So they'd been there for a few hundred years at this point. And what I did learn is that they were the last Philistine city to hold out from King Nebuchadnezzar coming in. Oh, oh wow. Okay. But wow. they did... They did get conquered, and in 604 BCE, so like right around the time where we are now, yeah. they did get burned and destroyed, and the Philistine era was done. That was basically like the end of the Philistines. Jeez. Right wow. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was pretty wild to find out how like significant a city this is from an archaeological point of view. Yeah. Like a historical point of view, but then also that this one's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, that did that did pretty much happen, like you said. Fascinating. Oh, oh, yeah, and the last thing is that baldness afflicting them is about them shaving their heads in mourning. Okay, which we've seen before. Oh, okay. But that's yeah, that's yeah. what that was about. They didn't actually get struck with baldness as like an <laughs> epidemic or something. Plague of yeah. baldness. Yeah, did wow. So I looked up some stuff that happened in chapter forty six which was essentially we're asking who the heck are these people? Cush put and Ludum, or is it a place, or is it a thing? What is it? So they are people, but also kind of, I guess, sort of become like places as well. Okay. People yeah, and people. We, we, love, we love doing that. We love doing that, like the Benjamites and what have you. Exactly, yeah. So Put is the third son of Ham, who is actually one of the oh, sons yeah. of Noah. I remember In the him. biblical table yeah. of nations, yes. Oh, yes. But it's oh, going way, way back. Yeah, yeah, way back. It's used in the Bible for ancient Libya, but a few scholars propose the land of Punt, P U N T, hmm. from ancient Egypt, essentially. So that's interesting. And then there's another spelling, foot, like p- foot with a P H U T. Oh, poot. I, okay. Yeah. Poot, yeah. Uh, who was the founder of Libya and called the inhabitants. Futites. Oh, <laughs> so, okay, cool. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. And then we go on to Kush. So sometimes it's also spelled K U S H, which is kind of funny considering that's in my mind. I, I reference <laughs> that is the Kush. Yes, indeed. I, I think of weed as Kush. I also the oldest son of Ham and the grandson of Noah. So these are brother boys. Their brothers. He was the oh, brother of Canaan, yeah. Mizraim, and Foot. Put. Foot. Foot. <laughs> yeah. And Cush was the father of Nimrod, the king called the first mm. heroic warrior on earth. And I think that we've come across Nimrod, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, that name sounds familiar. Way back. Yeah. Way, way back, though. Yeah. And let's see. Oh, yeah. It says it's potentially the modern day nation, Sudan. Okay. So. 
That's interesting. Again, yeah, I mean, these people are very important and they're sons of big, big deal guys like Noah. So they're going to make them into nations. Right. But so we're talking kind of like northern Africa, neighbors of Egypt. Yes. I see. So there's Egypt and then Libya and Sudan are like the two neighbors bordering Egypt. That that makes sense. Okay. And it says essentially that biblical verses consistently refer to the descendants of Put as warriors. And in Jeremiah 46, 9, they're again described as being supporters of Egypt. Mm, So that's essentially, Mm. I think, what they're talking about, what they're referencing here when they discuss these three people. I see. That's why they're the like shield holders. Yes. Stuff. Okay. They're just like helping Egypt out for whatever reason. I don't know, because Egypt's cool. Cool. That's kind. Cool, cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think we have determined at this point Egypt is cool. Everyone thinks Egypt's really cool. They always <laughs> want to go back to Egypt. Yes. Despite them being the ones who enslaved them, that's still, at the end of the day, Egypt's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> this last thing is Ludum, which is actually sometimes thought to be a scribal error for Lubim, oh. L-U-B-I-M. Oh, so someone didn't reference, get their B's and D's correct. I guess, yes. And they're in reference... Oh, that's a Russian word. Oh, there you go, yeah. Lubim means we love. Ooh. Oh, really? Oh, how lovely. <laughs> well, this says that it's in reference to Libyans, but then it's also saying that Ludum is in reference, it says it's a Hebrew term for a people mentioned in Jeremiah and Ezekiel. And in the biblical table of nations, Genesis 10, 13, they were descended from Mizraim. And so they're saying that Ludum, they're the Lydians or maybe the Luddites hmm. or from Libya. There's a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people. Okay, These but probably the same kind of area related to those people, it seems. Yes. However, unlike the other two that we just discussed, they should not be confused with another group who were said to be descended from Lud, son of Sham, son of Noah. So they're not the same. Oh. So Ludum, I guess so maybe... they're not. The other two are related to Noah, but these ones are not. Yes, but Ludum ran with the crowd, but was not a Noah boy. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Which is cool. random and weird that all of these people are together. But you know what? The Bible loves to confuse me. So it's just going to oh, continue it, to do that. Yeah, true. it's very yeah. personal. It's, it's about... Confusing Emily at all times. <laughs> yeah, that's the main goal. <laughs> Something, yeah. So, yeah, it says their land was in Libya, which was west of Egypt near the tribes of Foot in the land of the Moors toward the extreme west of Africa and the Atlantic Ocean. And then they talk about Pliny the Elder a little bit, which I like because it's a really good beer. <laughs> okay. <Great>. All righty. <laughs> that's all I got. Well, I looked up the queen of the sky, yeah, which, yeah. again, just sounded so much cooler than Yahweh does. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. So, as probably isn't very surprising, the queen of the sky is a, a moniker that's been applied to many, 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 many ancient hmm. goddesses over time. Okay. Yeah. At this time, it you know, some people are like, maybe it's Isis, maybe it's Newt, who are both Egyptian goddesses. Okay. However, I found something really interesting, which was that, so specifically talking about Jeremiah 44, that scholars think that when he's talking about this like worship to the queen of the sky, he may be referencing a particular temple in Egypt that was a temple to Yahweh. Let me first make that clear. Whoa, wait, what? There was a temple to Yahweh in Egypt. Huh, really? Around this time, which is the 6th to 7th centuries BC. 
Yeah. Specifically, there was a Jewish community in this town called Elephantine, mm. which is great. Okay. Um, okay. Town yeah. full of elephants, I can only presume. Yeah. Where Yahweh was worshipped at that temple, but also at that temple, they worshipped a goddess called Anoth or Anat specifically. Hmm. There are some theories of, is a knot similar to Asherah? Is she the same? And there's some debate. Is she a hybrid character? Other scholars say, no, no, no. They're definitely distinct because we don't have a lot of texts that suggest that Asherah is associated with the skies mm. necessarily. Yeah, that's so, true. That hasn't come up before. That hasn't come yeah. up yet. She's mostly been associated with trees. Cool. Right. And Baal now. And, and sticks and sex. Sticks yeah. and oh, sex yeah. and, sticks, and being sticks. more friends with Baal than she is with Yahweh right. anymore. Duff. Yeah, she's moved on. But Anat, I looked into Anat, and this is really, really fascinating. So she is categorized as a Semitic goddess, so not an Egyptian goddess, but hmm. okay. essentially a Jewish goddess. Hmm. Uh, they think that the story of Anat actually influenced stories about the Greek goddess Athena. Oh. Particularly, I guess there was there's a lot there's a lot of crossover in that Anat is described as kind of like a warring goddess like Athena was, but also smart and also kind and also fertile and also establishes peace, but also a virgin and a maiden, like basically everything at the same time. Sheesh. Okay. Wow. wow. You know how you know how they like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Women have to be literal perfection in any way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So even though Anat was a Semitic goddess, she was still worshipped by Egyptians and was very popular at certain periods of time. So for instance, Ramses II named his sword Anat is victorious, and he named his dog Anat protects, and he named his horse Anat is content. Like, very popular. Okay, <laughs> yeah. At least as wow. far as naming conventions goes. Everyone can calm down. Yeah. Wow. wow. And now the name Anat is allegedly kind of the root behind the city names Anathoth and Beth Anath. And Anathoth, we have come up against yeah. several times, has been mentioned. They think that Anathoth is a reference to Anat. Okay. Wow. And so basically, uh, there's a lot of kind of old papyrus documents that suggest that at this time, at this temple of Yahweh, the goddess was called Anat Yahu or Anat Yahweh, essentially, <laughs> specifically yeah. worshipped by the Jewish refugees that came to Egypt after the Babylonian conquest. Mm, and okay. basically saying that she was probably considered the wife or as a consort of Yahweh as well, like Asherah was. Hmm. Oh, snap. So she's Everybody like, is like Yahweh's lady mm-hmm. person. Uh-huh. Thing. It's like <laughs> Yahweh is collecting some exes. Wow. Yeah. No wonder and he's And you start angry. to wonder like maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a common denominator in why Yahweh's relationships aren't working out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him. Pretty sure. Gosh. Here we are. Yeah. And, well, and just because I mentioned it in the episode, that Children of Baal book that I'm back to reading was talking before about how, according to it, which I guess is looking into more like the Canaanite mythology, but that Baal and Yahweh are also related to each other. They're like cousins or something, or or a what? uncle and nephew or something like that. Yes. So they're, they're all Whoa. connected to each other. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah, there's also other versions you know, obviously like the more, you know, Mesopotamian version where Anat is friends with Baal more so. Mm. Like it's kind of mm. the same thing of like all these goddesses and gods kind of get around in weird 
ways and develop different connections. I mean, who else are you going to sleep with? Yeah, it seems like there's kind of a limited pool at this time for there being, even for there being many other gods. Yeah. In this particular part of the world, it seems like their mythology does not have their gods sleeping with humans like Mm. the Greeks and Romans did. So maybe it's kind of like, well, who are your choices, right? It's got to be other gods. Come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone's dated everybody at this point. Right. So no wonder there's bad blood. Probably. It's a very small (laughs) polycule. The gods all live in a small town and it's kind of like, well, what are you going to do? It's just like, well. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Wow. Wow. That's what I got. Lovely. That's some exciting times. My goodness. (laughs) Well, as we said in the last episode, we are two episodes away from being done with Jeremiah, which is very exciting to all of us, honestly. Um, always like cool to get to the end of a book and then move on to the next one. It's just fun and exciting to kind of see what the next thing has in store for us. So I am truly excited to get there with all of you and we will see you for the penultimate Jeremiah episode next time. Looking forward to it.